For this episode, Chris's deck building prowess is on full display. <laughs> I can't wait to tell you about this deck. It's an experience you won't want to miss. My name's Taylor. Hi, I'm Chris, and welcome to episode 16. Five, six, team. <laughs> we got there. This is Commander Roll Reversal. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> new studio, who this? It's us still. Oh, yeah, that's right. But it is a new studio. No green screen. <laughs> wow, can you believe it? And dark colored shirts. <laughs> yes. We can wear whatever we want we now. We can. Um, and in case you didn't know, this is Commander Role Reversal. We are a channel dedicated to building Commander decks, swapping them, playing those decks, and then talking about our experience with the internet. That's you, the internet. So please remember to like, subscribe, and share with a friend, because if you don't, we'll build another studio <laughs> scratch. Please like it. You we, work so hard on this. <laughs> we might actually have to sell the magic collections this time uh, to make yeah. it happen. Yeah. yeah. Mortgage. <laughs> Who dis? Awesome. Well, um, what are we talking about today, Taylor? We've got a couple of commanders in store. Um, I think that more double master commanders, more, Double Masters, 2x2 Commanders. 2x2. Is this, the, how many episodes have we done now? I think this is number two of the 2x2. Nice. This is 2x2 Part 2. All planned. Yep. Get it like it's the set that comes out tomorrow. <laughs> now you know. Now you know our recording <laughs> schedule a week and a half into the future. Yeah. So before we dive into the the decks, Chris, I think we need to figure out who won first. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I think I mean I think we all felt like winners, but I think maybe yeah. you won powerful decks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think maybe you won at least one of the games. I did, I did, and you built that deck. So want to tell me about it a all little right. bit? I'll I'll jump right in then with Elsha of the Infinite, a legendary creature, Jin Monk for two, a blue, a red, and a white with uh, prowess, which is whenever a Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, this creature gets plus one, plus one until the end of the turn. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. You may cast non-creature spells from the top of your library. If you cast a spell this way, you may cast it as though it had flash. It's a 3-3. Three, three. I always forget about the flash part. Wow, that flash is really good. Reading the card explains the card. <laughs> it's all the way at the end, though. There's like a lot of text that goes before that. Yeah, it's like you blink and you miss it. <laughs> it happened enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> so this is a, a prowess deck uh, that cares about non-creature spells. Um, you know, it can win in a couple of different ways. I mean, you could, in theory, get enough prowess to get commander damage, I think. Um, there's some storm wins. There's some, yeah, mostly storm, actually. There's a lot of non-creatures, in fact. I'm going to jump right into the stats here and tell you that there are... 56 non-creature, non-land cards in the deck. Excuse me? <laughs> 56 cards that you can cast from the top of your library at flash speed. Uh, 22 of those cards are a way to give you card advantage. There are 9 cards that are part of one or more combos. There's 13 cards uh, that are interaction pieces. 15 ways to ramp. There are 8 storm cards and 4 tutors in the deck. Wow. <laughs> so my takeaway from that is Elsha could be a 59-59 <laughs> with all those cards. Could be, yeah. If Hypothetically. You can, yeah. If you just make infinite mana cast every card in the library. Every non-creature card. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> that's definitely an achievement unlocked. So, yeah, but I was really just trying to go for ways to, um, you know, 
find the the storm payoffs and also um, just cast enough cantrips just to keep the 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 storm going building that prowess because you can definitely do some damage with with Elsha um you know it doesn't have any type of evasion but it gets real big so and and it comes out of nowhere too right if you're just casting all the spells from the top of your your library or um you know tutoring for cards or drawing into them cast one spell and it doesn't die to lightning bolt (laughs) yeah we're at four toughness yeah (laughs) um so yeah, lava. What is that? Lava spike. Who does? Lava spike. Lava axe. Lava axe. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Anything dies with to lava. lava. <laughs> Forget about dies to removal. I want a T-shirt that says dies to lava because same. <laughs> yeah. The floor is lava. Oh no. Well, that's what I was going for when I built the deck, and it seemed to play pretty well. But what did you What did you think, Taylor? How did you What was your experience with it? Well, that's an understatement, Chris. <laughs> no, I'm glad that you highlighted this at, with your brewing intention as a storm deck. Because, oh my gosh, it definitely stormed off. And I'm just going to, I'm not going to beat around a bush with this. I'm just going to highlight the three major players in the Storm Finisher combo. We're going to talk about Aetherflux Reservoir. We're going to talk about Cloud Key. And we're going to talk about Sensei's Divining Top. (laughs) And then we're going to talk about why you should never play those three cards. (laughs) Because Aetherflux Reservoir, four generic for an artifact. Whenever you cast a spell, you gain one life for each spell you've cast this turn pay 50 life and aetherflux reservoir deals 50 damage to any target now i know what you're thinking how am i going to cast that many spells well think closely (laughs) if you have a cloud key out which is cloud key three generic for an artifact that reads as cloud key enters the battlefield choose artifact creature enchantment instant or sorcery spells you cast of the chosen type cost one generic less to cost to cast um i know it you're thinking again because apparently I'm a mind reader this episode. Um, it's we're definitely going to say creature in your non-creature mm. deck. I think I did. <laughs> Not advised. I mean, you could, was it advised? You could ramp into Elsha with it, I guess. Yeah, I just needed to cast her how many times in order yeah. to <laughs> get my get my mana back. Um, no, you're gonna name artifact and then you're gonna play Sensei's Divining Top, which is one generic normally, or is then it be free? Um, it's an artifact with an activated ability of pay one. Look at the top three cards of your library, then put them back in any order. And then tap is a separate ability. Draw a card, then put Sensei's Divining Top on top of its owner's library. Mm-hmm. So um, I think what? you're putting the pieces together here. Uh, it's an infinite draw your deck right. uh, for free. Yep. Draw every card in your deck and get that much prowess. Oh, in the prowess, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So my numbers were way off. I mean, fifty-six was was oh, yeah. just the number of non-creatures. True. Yeah. So, I mean, those are rookie numbers. It gets exponential. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Math, math is for blockers. Yeah. <laughs> <Fling. Not> for... <laughs> um, there are a couple of other ways to reduce the cost of Sensei's Divining Top, but the whole idea is to get it to zero mana, so that you can just draw through your whole deck and get that storm count up. Yeah, and that... you can do it at instant speed too. That makes right? sense. Oh my gosh, because. I set myself up for this. I said at the beginning of the episode that I always forget it has flash, and I forgot. You can do it during the cut, like before damage. Am I a goldfish? (laughs) (laughs) You can do it before damage. Yeah. Unreal. Pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Or you could just play it and just gain a lot of life and not use your Death Star. Sure. You could not do that. (laughs) Does it actually do it to any target now? Because I remember on the card, I think it's creature or player. Yep. Uh, Any target. Any cool. target. So if you really want to wipe that planeswalker off the I face of the earth, oh my gosh. Better be a good planeswalker if you're Yikes. nuking it like that. Yeah. So 
awesome synergy, great pieces, uh, powerful combo. Um, they, those are some more expensive cards, but I mean, this is Double Masters the deck, the right. uh, episode. So the premium episode. We're talking about high deck. power combos <laughs> in this episode, yeah. <laughs> certainly. Yeah. Um, moving along, sticking with the powerful artifact theme, I really want to highlight a card I used to great uh, advantage uh, in this game, and it was Isochron Scepter. Mm. For two generic, it's an artifact with imprint. When Isochron Scepter enters the battlefield, you may exile an instant card with mana value two or less uh, from your hand. You may then pay two and tap Isochron Scepter. You may copy the exiled card. If you do, you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. Wow. I'm not going to say I know what you're thinking, because I would never claim to know such a thing. But G. Wiz, Wiz, Willikers, both. Wills. G. Wills. Willsikers. Uh, <laughs> I'm not hashtagging that. Um, wouldn't it be great if we could just imprint a mystical tutor? Ooh, nice. Every <laughs> that, turn. That became very clutch at mm-hmm. uh, dealing with everything you threw at me with uh, your deck, which we'll get to. But mystical <laughs> tutor is right. blue for an instant that says search your top, search your library for an instant or sorcery card, reveal it, then shuffle and put that card on top i think that was a little bit of a slip because uh the the top will already be at the top (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) no Uh, um yeah i love this this is a great combo you had so many instants that could go in here mm -hmm. i think i you know i didn't do my homework and get the numbers from the list of all of the valid targets for this but it was i think enough of them to warrant running isochron scepter yeah Oh yeah, I think you, there's definitely a lot of yeah, yeah, a lot of things. There are other tutors that you could use. There's there's like counter spells or yeah, um, dramatic reversal. Or, and dramatic reversal is the big one. That's yeah. the one that just lets Elsha go infinite. Ha! Infinite uh, prowess, infinite uh, storm count. That joke is infinitely amusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of really good targets for yeah. that. So go on, Elsha. Uh, go on, Elsha. It's your birthday (laughs) i don't know if it's your birthday but what i do know is that this next card was a bomb an arcane bombardment (laughs) for four red red it's an enchantment a new one from streets of new capenna whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell each turn exile an instant or sorcery card at random from your graveyard then copy each card exiled with arcane bombardment you may cast any number of the copies without paying their mana costs um so this card, I think even when I drew it, I didn't necessarily realize how bonkers it is. Yeah. I think the moment where it clicked is like, oh, it's not like a you've used it once and then that card is gone. Mm. Like, you know, if you play it from rebound, it gets exiled right. type of thing. Right. Stuff like that. Nope. Um, no, this is just Stays like it there. grows yes. and becomes more of a salvo of uh, onslaught and terrible spells. Yeah. <laughs> just blowing things up. It's crazy, man. It's really, really <laughs> cool. And, and, it, and it only triggers once per turn, but it's once every turn. So you can do, you can cast, guess what? Elsha gives all of your sorceries flash. So you can yeah. cast the sorcery from the top of your library for flash. Exile another one from your graveyard at random. And then you're going to cast two more spells, you know, on top of that. And I don't even think I care in this case that it's only once per turn because once, good, (laughs) and two, any number of the spells that are already exiled. So, oh darn, I only get to cast the seven exiled spells once for free every turn? Yeah. (laughs) Shoot. Shoot, yeah. (laughs) And in a deck like this, you're going to have so many instants and sorceries in your graveyard already Mm -hmm. that, you know, because that's what the deck's doing. You're casting instants and sorceries. You're casting non-creature spells, but a lot of them are instants and sorceries. And then... Um, 
you know, so your graveyard's already going to be full, or you could try to be more strategic about it. Like if you have arcane bombardment, or if you're going for arcane bombardment, you could only fill your graveyard with the spells that, that you, you want. want yeah. to cast every turn. Mm, that would be sinister. Yeah. <laughs> or you don't care. You exile everything. Sure. And then I think the still procs Aetherflux. Um. Because you're casting it. It's yeah. casting the copy. Yeah. Is and, it? Yeah, you may cast any number of the copies without paying their mana cost. That seems like a good storm card. Aetherflux cast. <laughs> <laughs> Who made this game? <laughs> this is so stuff. Anyway, a lot to say about that card. Uh, wrapping up my favorite synergy pieces, Reality Chip. I really enjoyed this. It's cool. one and a blue for a legendary artifact creature equipment jellyfish. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, <laughs> you may look at the top card of your library anytime. As long as the reality chip is attached to a creature, you may play lands and cast spells from the top of your library. It has a reconfigure, which is pay two and a blue to attach to target creature you control or unattached from a creature. Reconfigure only as a sorcery. While it's attached, it isn't a creature. Uh, reality chip, if it's, if it is a creature, is a zero four. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this because anytime you have a commander that I don't want to say has a gimmick, but um, right. you know allows you to do very unique things right. like look at the top card of your library, play non-creature spells at instant speed. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Any redundancy effect yeah. that you can give to that that allows you to further kind of curate what the top of your library is going to be really cool what i specifically mm. liked about the reality chip is it lets you get those pesky lands out of the way exactly um that is like you, you know there's nothing that's more of a buzzkill <laughs> than looking at the top card <laughs> oh, of your library and be like oh, i can't wait to play this land uh, no because yeah. you can't yeah but this gets around that very nicely yeah that's cool um yeah it's sort of a, a secret commander oh, it's a secret commander Kind of, yeah. It can literally be a commander. Yeah, it can. It's legendary. Yeah, that'd <laughs> be a cool deck. Yeah. What are you going to reconfigure it to, though? I'll copy it, reconfigure it oh, to itself. wow. Clone it. Let's <laughs> go. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. Jellyfish Tribal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that wraps up my synergy pieces. Really well done with this deck. They're very powerful. Oh, good. Um, yeah. It didn't, was... Yeah. Infinite possibilities <laughs> to cool. win with it was fun to it was fun to build it was fun to see it go off and uh i'd love to tell you more about the deck that you built <laughs> for me yeah to play. still doing the role reversal yeah, thing here yeah cleverly working seamlessly working in <laughs> <laughs> the point of the show yeah um I built Azuri, Claw of Progress, yes, for you, you did. which was awesome it's a uh, two green blue for a legendary creature phyrexian elf warrior Whenever a creature with power two or less enters the battlefield under your control, you get an experience counter. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put X plus one plus one counters on another target creature you control where X is the number of experience counters you have. Zuri Claw of Progress is a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. Uh, I affectionately refer to him as uh, Azuri Claw of Pro Strats. <laughs> Pro Strats, I saw that. That's great. Um, <laughs> crazy, uh, crazy fun deck to build. I'll just jump straight into the breakdown. It's uh, 30 creatures, uh, including 25 that care about counters, um, 5 that care about tokens, 1 infinite turn combo creature, mm, nice. and then 1 Phyrexian Praetor. I'll let you guess which one. <laughs> and I did put a smiley face next to that in the outline, so <laughs> we have fun here. Yeah, um, it comes from a good place. Phyrexia? <laughs> <laughs> new Phyrexia? New, new Phyrexia. Um, I think they might have added Phyrexian to Azuri. Yeah, I, I think it was part of the... Um, 
Phyrexian errata. Right. Yeah, that which happened. is really cool. Yeah. Consecrated Sphinx is not. Oh. Yeah. They went with more of an Amonkhet theme for that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Well, you got to add that card in later because I Whoops. went off script here. Yeah, that's okay. Not <laughs> cool. in either of the decks. Cool <laughs> no, card, no, though. No, no, yeah. It's a fun one. <laughs> um, breaking away from the creature stats, we're going to go to um, just 60 cards that care about counters. 60 out of the 100, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> that's uh, 16 cards that generate experience counters in generate i mean trigger azuri mm-hmm. um this is the possibility there 14 proliferation effects five cards that win you the game that's just text on the card mm. and then four planeswalkers and two stacks pieces because yeah. it wouldn't be uh, a deck that i built without a stacks piece without stacks there somewhere <laughs> yeah in simic uh the idea with this is i really really wanted to take the opportunity to showcase that a simic deck doesn't just have to be simic good stuff right so i wanted to i wanted to because that's something that you hear a lot i I Mm -hmm. feel like simic used to be the color combo and it might still be where it's like oh yeah so you're gonna draw cards and play land yep um yes but (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to highlight the versatility that counters can provide to the gameplay so um i i had a couple different ways to win here all involving the counter sub theme so i mean you could go voltron with Mm -hmm. azuri very easy easily i put a lot of cards in there that let you kind of manipulate where the counters end up because he doesn't put them on himself um you could go infinite turns was an option and just win that way you could go wide with the stampede effect because um there are ways to you know it's a creature heavy deck um and some token generators which we'll get into uh you could win with infect uh you can deck yourself and win <laughs> there, yes, there were just so many ways to win. <laughs> um, so that was kind of what I was going for. Just powerful, but kind of a different experience every time you play it. That's cool. Yeah, I did notice that you had a few strategies, but they all sort of revolved around the counters theme. That's what we were going which for. Which was great. Like proliferate was, was you know, pro- mm-hmm. proliferate affected the experience counters, but it also affected the planeswalker counters and the 1-1 mm-hmm. counters. Yeah. Like, it was like... Really cool to see all of those separate strategies kind of tied together. Yeah, that, well, thank you. That was that was kind of the goal, yeah. especially because they feed feed into each other. I mean, you proliferate the experience counters, and then that's just going to put more plus one plus one counters as a result with his ability. So really cool. Um, yeah, but what it would be even cooler is hearing how you did with the deck. Let, let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it was a super fun deck to play. I love experience counters. Uh, I've played a, a few, you know, pretty much I think every commander that has them now. But mm-hmm. uh, Azuri is is awesome. And you mentioned that there was an infinite turns uh, situation here. So I wonder <laughs> if this card might have something to do with that. The first card I wanted to highlight is Sage of Hours for one and a blue for a creature human wizard <laughs> with heroic. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Sage of Hours, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Remove all plus one, plus one counters from Sage of Hours for each five counters removed this way. Take an extra <laughs> turn after this one. Starts as a one, one. Oh, so it triggers Azuri when it comes in. Too. Oh, it does. Nice. It does. Yeah. <laughs> so very, very cool. I mean, getting five, getting up to five counters, getting an extra turn seems like um, you know pretty doable in the deck. But how do you go infinite? I think it's just, you know... I, ideally, you need to have the ability to get the counters on him immediately, right? Sure. I, so I think the the optimal way to do it is to already have X experience counters. Yep. So every time you get to combat, oh, sure, sure. you're putting it on, yep. putting it on there. And so you take them all off, you start the next turn, 
and then you put them back yep. on. Just keeping them just on keep stage of hours. That yeah, that's exactly how you do it. That's so oh, cool. You set me up for that. Yeah. Oh, buddy. That's so good, man. <laughs> you shouldn't have. Yeah. That, it's not that hard to get to five experience counters either because you're playing a bunch of, you know, small creatures that trigger him and then you're proliferating. So that's a very achievable infinite turn combo. Yeah, which I thought was was fun. I you know, I know that blue is all about those extra turn spells. Yeah. Um so seeing it on a creature yeah. is really cool and uh you know, if you've got 14 proliferate <laughs> to work with on top of that, yeah, hopefully pretty sustainable. What you do with those turns, that's all on you. <laughs> yeah, you still got to win with it, but yeah. you you can do it if uh, you have scooping uh, <laughs> is still a win, right? Yeah. So you count the number of cards in your library and you say, "Okay, I've got 89 turns left." <laughs> yep. <laughs> what do we want to do? with our time play again <laughs> game two yeah and he's the crazy thing is i think it's like less than five dollars for that card. oh that's cool yeah, which is fun it probably doesn't combo like that in a lot of decks sure, right sure. um but yeah it's perfect for azuri yeah another card that's perfect to get counters on sage of hours and to get counters anywhere you want them evolution sage yes. we've talked about this card before <laughs> I, I love this card <laughs> evolution sage is two and a green for an creature elf druid whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control proliferate choose any number of permanents and or players and give each another counter of each kind already there it's a three two yeah yeah evolution sage is a landfall creature it's a proliferate creature and i mean you just proliferate every turn when you're playing a land right and i'm glad that you point that out as a being like primarily like a, it, it's a landfall it triggers off of land right right every other deck that i have included it in was because it was primarily a landfall deck so it was fun to include it with the intention of it like i I don't have a lot of ways to play multiple lands per turn in this it's more so just i straight want the proliferate yeah yeah for sure and um yeah as long as you're making your land drops every turn you're getting an extra experience counter i don't think you missed the land drop i don't think so all right cool it's a simic deck i'm not missing any (laughs) land drops <laughs> we did it. I'm kidding. Yeah, nice. I had to circle around to That's that. That's the way that I broke the mold where yeah, the the norm with Simic, I just only put in like three lands. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but every other card is just straight gas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is what you could be playing. <laughs> They're all three drops. Yeah. And uh, uh you've got three lands to work with. It's a glorified trade binder. <laughs> Yeah, they're all foil lands, full art, of oh, course. Oh, yeah. yeah, so you can easily Obviously. find them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Burn. That was sick. Thanks, man. All right. Next card I want to talk about is all about those plus one, plus one counters. Forgotten Ancient. Three mm-hmm. and a green for a creature elemental. Whenever a player casts a spell, you may put a plus one, plus one counter on Forgotten Ancient. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may move any number of plus one, plus one counters from Forgotten Ancient onto another creature as a zero, three to start. Sure. Um, Forgotten Ancient, I think, is... I think it used to be a big powerhouse. I still think it has its homes. It's probably like you can't just like put them all on one creature and just expect to like swing in and win with it. But if you're like strategic about where you're putting the counters and everything, I mean, that would be another way to get the infinite turns too, I suppose. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I was honestly, I was hoping that you would have it in play when I was going infinite with that Alsha. Yes. (laughs) Just, I mean, I don't know if you could have won, but you know. Infinite counters. Lose with infinite counters <laughs> yeah. is pretty cool. That's a win in that's my a, book. That's an achievement. <laughs> I don't know if it's an unlock, but you know, it's an achievement. <laughs> yeah. I'd feel pretty good about that. Nice. Yeah. 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 I ran out of dice on my Forgotten Ancient. I <laughs> couldn't keep track anymore. Yeah. Nah, just kidding. We play these on uh, tabletop. Tabletop. So, yeah. 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 
yeah like, I, I feel like tabletop has skewed my perception of how manageable a deck like this would be <laughs> right irl so right. you know if you have any suggestions leave them in the comments for ways that you manage uh, insane numbers of plus one plus one counters <laughs> and tokens yeah when you have more plus one plus one counters than cards in your library you know like you're... what do you do <laughs> <laughs> do you rethink your choices <laughs> or what um all right, next card I wanted to t talk about here is a really cool one. I think, yeah, this was the highlight card from last week. Let's talk about Avenger of Zendikar. Let's go. Five a green and a green for a creature elemental. When Avenger of Zendikar enters the battlefield, create a zero one plant token creature, plant creature token for each land you control. Has landfall. Whenever land enters the battlefield under your control, you may put a plus one plus one counter on each plant creature you control. Starts as a five five. So Avenger of Zendikar, another old powerhouse that is really really good in azuri because azuri doesn't care how that your o1 plant tokens have zero power or that they're tokens right right that's how that works he just cares about warm bodies and <laughs> that they're below two power <laughs> check and check yeah yeah and then on top of that all the pro proliferate effects. I mean, they're not staying all ones for long. No, no. <laughs> you so deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> you play your land, you get your counters. It triggers evolution stage, you get more counters. Yeah, you see where this is going. Yeah, love him, hate him, bulk bin him. Uh, <laughs> he does work in Azuri. <laughs> definitely get him into a Azuri deck, though, for yeah. sure. It's definitely that top-end card in this, in this deck. Um, all right, I have one more card to highlight, and I wanted to highlight it because it says you win the game on it. <laughs> Simic Ascendancy, a nice. green and a blue for an enchantment. One green, blue. Put a plus one, plus one counter on uh, target creature you control. Whenever one or more plus one, plus one counters are put on a creature you control, put that many growth counters onto Simic Ascendancy. At the beginning of your upkeep, if Simic Ascendancy has 20 or more growth counters on it, you win the game. Yeah, you could. So, what's the best pl way to play this? Like, wait until you already have the experience counters. Oh, nice. Or, and then you know play it make sure it survives a turn yep and then you move those counters to something because this um because when you put the counters on a creature control from um azuri it's gonna see yeah. them right so yeah. like that's the whole idea so if you have 20 experience i mean that's a lot of experience but yeah, if you yeah. have 10 if, if you, you played two avengers and okay. <laughs> yeah, no. if you flicker them i think you did have some uh like fasa deep dwellers yeah. uh, in the deck <laughs> so yeah there's definitely ways to go bananas on it yeah that's a good point yeah, yeah. i love it or, or just have forgotten ancient out <laughs> i win that's awesome yeah the counters go on forgotten ancient then you move them to another creature. You get all those plus ones on Simic Ascendancy, and yeah, you just win. Magic's Stack your triggers. Yeah, it's so easy. I love Simic. Draw cards, play spells. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, those are the highlight cards. I think we've got to talk about some questionable cards in these decks. I'll kick it back over to you, Taylor, to ask some questions about Elsha. Can, can you, like, softly toss it? Kick sounds violent. Yeah, a little underhand throw, I think. Okay. Is well, now you're just patronizing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That wasn't my intention. Okay. I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> we started off the episode too nice. We gotta keep, keep it down to earth. That's right. The content you know and expect. <laughs> yep, we'll keep those uh, hard-hitting um, yeah, the hard hitting yeah, I guess. Yeah. Shin kicks? I don't know. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, and so with that, Taylor, what questionable cards did you have for me in the Elsha deck that I built for you? Questionable cards. To play cards. against me. Wait. 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, 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 got, I just lost. You were pondering. <laughs> pondering or meme. I don't really understand magic Twitter. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. The, yeah, I know that the, one. The orb it's, thing. Yeah, we'll put it up. Yeah, you know. <laughs> anyway, so that's my question. What? <laughs> what good, is that? No. Yeah, good question. Um, I think you might have alluded to the answer for this first questionable card a little bit earlier in the episode, but okay. I'm going to ask you anyway. So. All right. I've never been able to successfully play this card to my benefit. Oh, boy. Helm of Awakening, which uh. is too generic for an artifact that reads spells cost one generic less to cast. You may notice that that's not for just Chris. Yeah. That's for every player. It's symmetrical. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the card that you play when you already have Sensei's Divining Top and you already yeah, yeah. have Elsha and you wait to play it until you can just draw your whole deck. And just um, win. Yeah. yeah. It's like a ramp spell, I guess. You could just play it early, but your opponents are going to benefit from it, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the like before you maybe before you get a chance to go off with it. So I would say this is the card that you hold up until you have the rest of the combo assembled. <laughs> fair uh yeah because every time that i've tried to play it it's just like i'm gonna play this on turn two everybody have fun and everybody's like yes yes we're all one turn ahead now yeah like wait what yeah 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 it's a cool card it could go in a group hug deck too i suppose all right well that's not what this was but good to know (laughs) thank you sir uh Speaking of group hug, Narset, Parter of Veils, which is one blue blue for a legendary planeswalker, Narset. Each opponent can't draw more than one card each turn, and it has a minus two of look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a non-creature, non-land card from among them, put it into your hand, put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Narset has loyalty five. Narset has loyalty five. Narset's a non-creature that gets you more non-creatures. I feel like it's a little less innocuous than that, Chris. Well, all right. It might be in there for the wheels. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, there's a couple of wheel effects. I mean, it is like a a lockout to kind of, you know, take out your opponents in that way, where um, if you have Narset on the field and you cast uh, a Wheel of Fortune or a uh, Windfall or anything like that, Mm -hmm. uh, your opponents will discard and they'll only draw one card according to the rules of Narset. Gross. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Absolutely disgusting. it is a win con. (laughs) Um, It's a con. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not a comfort to see it played. Wow. Yeah. Imagine, like, playing Narset and then, like, using her ability to get your windfall and revealing that to the table. <laughs> oh, what a flex. Oh, my gosh. And you say the way that I play it is bad. See, I would only run that with, like, a Tefiri's puzzle box. Oh. Yeah, and then at least... Wait, no, you don't doesn't even that, get a card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. doesn't that mean you, get, you, <laughs> you have get no... Because you already drew your card for turn. Okay, but hear me out. I would also only run it if I had Karn Silver Golem in the mix, too, because Karn Silver Golem is a five-generic legendary artifact creature golem that reads whenever Karn Silver Golem blocks or becomes blocked, it gets minus four, plus four until end of turn. You can pay one. Target non-creature artifact becomes an artifact creature with power and toughness, each equal to its mana value until end of turn. Karn is a four-four. Hear me out. Uh, you run the lockout combo, but uh-huh. as soon as you see that you're doing something that was never intended by Richard Garfield, <laughs> you turn to Fury's Puzzle Box into a creature oh. and give everybody a chance to remove it so they can win fair and square. Nice. It's a 4-4 that, that you can swing with. <laughs> yeah. 
and they have no cards in hand to yeah i'll just swing it into <laughs> a blocker <laughs> yeah. yeah or you just win <laughs> so the, yeah yep it's That's a it. uh, it's a 30 turn clock right if you're doing four damage <laughs> at a time to three points. i think this could be the most powerful use of corn silver golem that we've discovered to date so far let us know <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna keep trying what about you chris what are your questionable well, cards i have from my deck i have a lot of questions there's a whole list of questions. Oh, there's only two. Specifically okay. related to this game. Oh, wait. <laughs> okay. That's a different outline. Okay. okay. All right. No, we're here. Okay. Sure. All right. Well, the first card I wanted to ask you out about is... Um, actually, just call you out on. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what we're... I we think. went from asking me out... Oops. <laughs> ...to calling me out. Yep. So this date's not going well. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be a date number two? Tune in next time. Episode 17. <laughs> Well, uh, let's talk about Viral Drake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Viral Drake is three and a blue for a creature. Phyrexian Drake. Must have got the errata. Mm. With flying. It has infect. This creature deals damage to creatures in the form of negative one, negative one counters. And to players in the form of poison counters. It also has three and a blue proliferate. Choose any number of permanents and or players and give each another counter of each kind already there. It's a flying one four <clears throat> with infect. Mm -hmm. And proliferate. So what does everything you need? So what's the problem? <laughs> what's the question? <laughs> is in fact a viable win condition in Azuri Fall of Progress? I think when you run fourteen proliferate effects, oh, yeah. probably. Yeah, I mean people aren't going to enjoy it, but I, I'm not <laughs> going to take away your option to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I mean there are any number of um, infect creatures that you could run. I liked how this one had. The proliferate stapled onto it. That was, I, that was a good call. You can check me on this, but I'm pretty sure the only infect creature cards that I included also had the proliferate oh, effect. Okay. Like that was my rule. So nice. by default, there was there was still an infect potential. Sure, um, but it certainly wasn't the uh, go-to win con. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, that that definitely makes Perfectly sense. Perfectly balanced. And you know, these types of creatures make good blockers too, right? Like a one-four flyer <clears throat> that gives. Mine's that creature and negative one negative counter like that's pretty good too interesting yeah i think it's so interesting how there are different keywords that produce the same effect so combat damage like wither mm. oh sure does minus one minus one yeah. counters in fact does when it's combat damage yeah weird game this game is yeah, <laughs> it's pretty complicated yeah yeah we try to keep up all right Bye. We try, yeah. <laughs> All right, I've got one more card to ask you about, and this was a card that was legitimately in this deck, and I can't <laughs> help myself. We're going there again, folks. Karn Silver Golem. Five generic mana for a legendary artifact creature golem. Whenever Karn Silver Golem blocks or becomes blocked, it gets negative four plus four until end of turn. Pay one generic mana target. Non-creature artifact becomes an artifact creature with power and toughness, each equal to its mana value until the end of turn. It's a 4-4. I haven't read that card in a while. <laughs> you haven't. It's been at least, like, nine episodes? At least, yeah. Yeah. The restraint that you've shown <laughs> is incredible. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did have it as a question in there. But this card was legitimately in your deck. And why? Dude, I'm running the Ozolith. Oh, cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only reason. Okay, yeah, all right. That's legitimately the only reason. Nice. And to meme bait you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm looking through the deck list. I'm like, well, obviously this has to go on that. So thank you for helping to write the um, outline this time. Hey, it's give and take here, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I give you crap and you take my current silver golem suggestions to heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's going in every deck from here on out. 
hopefully you're not going to make this suggestion as well. Oh, no. But let's throw it back to suggestions and talk about the cards. We're burning through our Karn quota too quickly here. <laughs> suggestions. Yeah. I love this segment. Yeah, this is so such true. a fun so segment. Fun. Yeah. Um, especially when you already have such a powerful deck going on uh like let's just ramp that up even more nice. with some high powered suggestions i'm gonna shout out jay clay for this one okay because um he's one of our pod mates he played this to great effect in one of his decks i think it would be perfect in yours see the truth one cool. and a blue for a sorcery look at the top three cards of your library put one of those cards into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order um if this spell was cast from anywhere other than your hand put each of those cards into your hand instead um yeah, it, and it apparently, see the truth is a three-four. That's not correct, nope. but that's a part of the outline. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a cool. That's a really good suggestion, yeah. especially where Elsha can cast cards from the top the of the top. library. Yeah, but also Arcane Bombardment. <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah, you're casting those from Exile, so you definitely just get to draw three cards definitely every time. Definitely an intentional recommendation. Yeah. That synergy. <laughs> oh my, that's stupid. Yeah, it's really... <laughs> it's dumb. Yeah. yeah, you cast an opt, and then you get to scry one, draw one, and then draw three more cards of our Seems good. Yeah, yeah pretty seems cool. Good. Yeah. Uh, I take that suggestion back now. That seems like too good. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty powerful. Uh, yeah, it, I, like how, I like that design, though, because it <clears throat> kind of forces you to, like, um, be clever and come up with ways to cast it from not your hand, right? Yeah. So it requires a special way to build the deck. Because how is that? How is that rate if it was just look at the top three? Yeah, for two. I mean, there's yeah. a card that does it for one mana. Yep. And then you've got cards like Shimmer of Possibility that let you look at the top four. So yeah. it's below rate. Below rate. Yep. Gotcha. Below rate, but can higher ceiling. Yeah, higher yeah. ceiling. Way higher. Yep. Nice. The truth has been seen see it witnessed um uh, <laughs> see it <laughs> see it here i don't know uh hall of heliod's generosity is my oh, next recommendation nice. for you um for no reason in particular except there is it's a legendary land pay uh so you can tap and add a colorless or you can pay one in a white and tap put target enchantment card from your graveyard on top of your library cool um specifically to get you know some of your your synergy pieces mm -hmm. you've got like whirlwind of thought is a really um good enchantment that you use in there yeah. also just Ar arcane bombardment sure. blows that up the only question i have is you you effectively if you get that back you're starting back from square one you because do. the exiled spells <clears throat> but yeah it's a new um it's a new instance of arcane bombardment so all the other cards just stand exiled that's true that's true but, but how demoralizing mm, yeah <laughs> to see that come back yeah <laughs> it's happening again <laughs> strap in this is gonna be great i also yeah. like how it puts it on the top of your library so you could do that on your opponent's end step and then use elsha's ability to cast the enchantment from the top of the library at exactly speed. because i definitely remembered that elsha <laughs> has flash flash baby God. <laughs> cool yeah sneaks up on you yeah so thanks for humoring me on that one yeah um, no that's a good one yeah I, I i like utility lands they're so easy to slot in sure. because they're also lands yeah yeah um, they just go in a land slot and then if and if you have enough enchantments which they're non-creatures so they're still working with all of the same yeah. um things that elsha wants to be doing you don't have to do a spell slinger deck you don't have to do storm you could Ooh, do that could be a fun enchantress build right i digress yeah <laughs> Yeah, blue and white, and then I don't really know what I've never seen like red, red enchantress. Enchantress, 
That'd be cool. Uh, re- we'll revisit this in 90 episodes. Nice. I can't wait. <laughs> Mark your calendars. <laughs> um, sticking with the enchantment theme, just a couple more recommendations for you here. Sorcerer class, which is mm. blue and a red for enchantment class. Um, you can gain the next level as a sorcery to add to its ability. When, sorcery, when sorcerer class enters the battlefield, draw two cards, then discard two cards. You can play uh, blue-red to level it up to level two creatures you control have tap add blue or red sped in this mana to cast only instance or sorcery spells or to gain another class level and then you can pay three generic blue red for the final level up to level three whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell that spell deals damage to each opponent equal to the number of instant and sorcery spells you cast this turn yeah this cool. is a storm deck uh also yeah. goes great with arcane bombardment oh wow nice <laughs> gross yeah, yeah that's gonna do a lot of damage um i like sorcerer's class because each of the modes is relevant too right yeah, it's, yeah. that's a well-designed one not i mean there were really powerful classes not all of them were that powerful but sorcerer's class is one of the one of the good ones because it just draws it like draws you cards you have to discard but it kind mm-hmm. of gets like it kind of replaces itself in that way like right Sh- right away sure and then it turns elsha into a mana dork so that's kind of that's kind of fun i think that's the highlight for me the the number two or the level two just turning all your creatures into mana dorks i yep. mean you're only going to be playing this in a spell slinger deck or one that right. cares about you know casting right yeah so like a spell slinger uh, deck <laughs> yeah. or storm deck yeah. yeah and it adds that extra utility to your creatures who are like <clears throat> not as good as some of the other cards in your deck because they're creature cards right and it didn't need the clause that says you can spend the mana to level it up yeah, but, but i feel like that that for me is what pushes it over yep, the edge exactly um you know because you don't always have an instant or sorcery and sometimes you want to spend mana to you know further your game plan and not necessarily sink five into a do nothing mm-hmm. you know for that turn yeah um so having the creatures being able to kind of pay towards that, I really like it. Yeah. Good job, Wizards. Good job, yeah. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, the creatures in this deck aren't doing, they aren't attacking. They're not, like, <laughs> no. they're, like you know, you can tap them. It's fine. They're not blocking either. How many were there again? <laughs> Seven, uh, eight, including Elsha, I guess. Gross. Yeah. Eight mana dorks. <laughs> <laughs> Pushed. Yeah. Um, cool. I like that. Last recommendation, bit of a twofer. I know you're a nice. big fan of those combos. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I do also know that you're running an Aether Flux. Of course. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's put two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to recommend Wheel of Misfortune. Nice. Really didn't see that one coming. So oh. Wheel of Misfortune, two and a red for sorcery. Each player secretly chooses a number zero or greater. Then all players reveal those numbers simultaneously and determine the highest and lowest numbers revealed this way. Wheel of Misfortune deals damage equal to the highest number to each player who chose that number, and each player who didn't choose the lowest number discards their hand and then draws seven cards. Yeah. It's a cool political card. Yeah, it's cool. also still a wheel. It's a take on the Wheel of, of Fortune. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's really cool tech when you pair it with Intervention Pack, which is zero color identi- uh, identity white because it's zero mana. It's an instant. The next time a source of your choice would deal damage to you this turn, prevent that damage. You gain life equal to the damage prevented this way. At the beginning of your next upkeep, pay one white, white. If you don't, you lose the game. Wow. Uh, so just pick a million. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else is picking a million. Gain a million life. Wow. That's really cool. Wheel. Yep. Uh, and then Aetherflux, everybody. Yeah. You don't even care like what you're discarding or drawing at that no. point. No. You just You've got a million life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are a couple cards that you can combo with. Um, That's a cool one. Intervention pack. I ended up choosing that one as the, as the pair just because... Um, 
you know, it's got the most utility um, in that mm-hmm. it can, you know, act as a fog, save you from not specifically, nice. um, you know, creature damage or, or spell damage sure. or something like that. So um, mileage may vary, but that's just a fun kind of wombo combo. Yeah. Goofy. Wombo number five. We brought it back. There it is. is. Wombo number five for zero mana. I like that it doesn't cost any mana. Right. Like, it's a packed card, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you can tap out for whatever else you need to tap out for and still do the combo. And if you have a million life, I think you can afford to uh, (laughs) get, you know, on next turn, sink the three in so you don't lose the game. Right. I would just play it not pay and lose at a million life <laughs> to send a message <laughs> all right you're untapping are you gonna pay no 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 good game i said what i said <laughs> cool great uh, recommendations that was a fun one yeah. I, I hadn't heard of that combo before that was really cool yeah thanks man um it's a cool one so yeah. uh hopefully you get to use it against me at some point. <laughs> <laughs> definitely in for consideration um i've got some cards to suggest that might be uh fitting in a azuri deck i've got some ears to listen okay <laughs> i've got a mouth to tell you yeah what... okay okay all right well on that note let's move right into some Cast silence <laughs> uh cards that um i might suggest that would perhaps trigger Azuri's ability, perhaps synergize with plus one, plus one counters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, ooh, I'm going to save, I'm going to, that's a special reveal for the end there. Oh, so we're going to save that one. So first card I want to recommend is Fungal Sprouting for three and a green. What did you call me? It's a sorcery in your creature deck. Sorry, but it does create X one, one creature sapling. Uh, green sapling creature tokens where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I see what you did there. So that's how you get to 20 oh, experience counters. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> that's an awesome one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. It does require a bit of setup. Like you have to have mm-hmm. a creature with a lot of power and you have to have Azuri on the field, you know, at the same time. But yeah. I think like that's really the whole point of Azuri is taking little creatures and stacking the plus one plus one counters. I mean, even if you get like five, that's five more experience counters. Five, right? And you know, those don't go away. Right. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hope you have removal. Yeah. <laughs> against the Simic player. <laughs> <laughs> player removal, that is. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Cool. Um, well, I noticed that you had one of two partners in the deck, so I wanted to maybe shout out the other partner that goes along with it. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, you had Peer, so I wanted to give a little nod to Toothy, imaginary friend. Three and a blue for a legendary creature illusion. Partner with Peer, imagine of Rascal. When this creature enters the battlefield, target player may put Peer into their hand from their library, then shuffle. Whenever you draw a card, put a plus one, plus one counter on Toothy, imaginary friend. When Toothy leaves the battlefield, draw a card for each plus one, plus one counter on it. It's a one, one. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, so it's a, <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so it triggers Azuri. Triggers Azuri. Uh, it plays into the win by decking yourself yep. if it dies. And also if it doesn't die... Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, it's big and it's scary. And also, it doesn't care if it dies. It just has to leave the battlefield. So you could flicker it to, to draw <laughs> oh, cards. Oh, I wonder if I had flicker. Oh, no, I did. You definitely did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why that, that was why I felt better about recommending Toothy. I think Pierre's cool. definitely like the default, but um, I think Toothy could pull some weight in this deck too. Pierre and, and Toothy. Pierre yeah. and Toothy. Yeah, I'm certainly grinning. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh. Premium cheese today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, peer into this next card here. Oh, we've talked about this one in the past. It's a it's a good plus one, plus one card. It's Michaeloth, 
Three, a green and a green for a creature fungus. Devour two. As this enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice any number of creatures. This creature enters the battlefield with twice as many plus one, plus one counters on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, create a one, one green sapling creature token for each plus one, plus one counter on. Michael Loth starts as a four, four. Mm -hmm. Right. Literally unplayable. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't trigger Azori. Oh, dang. It starts as a four, four, but it does create one, one green sapling. Every <laughs> yeah, <upkeep>. no. <laughs> uh, so what I'm, I'm gathering yeah. from this is I should have gone for the sapling fungal sub theme. Right. Yeah. We could have thrown it back to, to those. To yeah. Episode three. Episode three. Give it a watch. If you yeah. haven't already, please. It's an old one. Uh, Apple watch, Samsung watch. We're not. <laughs> However you want to view. We're not, we're not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if you know somebody. <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you about a mana dork, but I think it could be, well, one of two of maybe the best mana dorks for this deck. We've got Incubation Druid. Yep. One and a green for a creature elf druid. Tap. Add one mana of any type a land you control could produce. If Incubation Druid has a plus one plus one counter on it, add three mana of that type instead. It also has three a green and a green to adapt three. If this creature has no plus one plus one counters on it, put three plus one plus one counters on it. Starts as a zero two. I really enjoy that it gives itself the counters yeah. in an in, like in a pinch. Sure. If you need to. Yeah. But also three mana. Yeah. If you're playing like instant speed, you could, you know, save up that five mana, just sink it in the turn before you want to tap it, right? Um, but you're probably just gonna get a plus one plus one counter on it at some point. Yeah. yeah. I mean there's there are ways <laughs> to ensure that, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's like oops a counter. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that gonna go? Oh, yeah. incubation druid. Nice. Nice. <laughs> mana. <laughs> yeah. I That's know. a good mana dork. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good mana dork. The other one, um, I think um uh druid uh devotion. Devoted druid. Devoted druid. Oh, you wanna put a devoted druid in there? <laughs> that thing be... goes infinite with a Sub. (laughs) (laughs) Not sponsored. Not sponsored. We love you. (laughs) But please subscribe to our channel. Yeah. All right. Last card. Here's the big reveal. It's no surprise. We're going full out infect with blighted agent for one and a blue creature phyrexian human rogue with infect it deals damage to creatures with negative one negative one counters and to players with poison counters. It cannot be blocked and it's a starts as a one one. So it cannot be blocked. And Azuri's just going to stack some counters on it for you to get there with that Infect win. Can I refuse? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you can just discard this card. Yeah, just choose not to play a card on the, your turn and discard. The hypocrisy of calling me out <laughs> well, for my Infect creature <laughs> and then recommending a better Infect creature. This one does not proliferate, sadly. It doesn't. But it, but it also can't be blocked, so I thought that was a bit of an upside. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's only upside, I think, yeah, in that regard. Uh, cool. Lovely. Well, <laughs> You'd play with me again cool. if I played that. Uh, yeah, I definitely would. I love losing to Infect. Actually, I don't mind. It's a perfectly viable win condition. Yeah. yeah. Long yeah. live Phyrexia. Remove the stigma surrounding Infect. Yeah. Uh, somebody's got to win, right? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we're getting old. Thursday, <laughs> Thursday nights, Sunday nights. I can't do these midnight games <laughs> no, anymore. Can somebody just Infect me out so I can I've go I've got on. work in the morning, please. <laughs> bills to pay anyway speaking of gameplay and playing the games good segue nice yeah let's talk about the games yeah these were um some fun and powerful games to be sure yeah 
Yeah, I mean, it just gets me really excited for whoever happens to pull these uh, in their limited their draft mm. of, of uh, Double Masters. Because yeah. I'm sure that they had the synergy and support for each of those themes. Otherwise, I don't imagine they would be in the draft. Yeah, yeah, I would hope so. I mean, it's a, it's a huge mm-hmm. set. It's like 350 cards. Yeah. Something like that. So it's a huge card pool. So they, I think that allows for more room for those types of synergies, right, when you're drafting it. Mm-hmm. Um, As it pertains to Commander, um, Azuri, I just want your take on it. Obviously, you know, we kind of discussed that. Sure. It goes, It, you know, I built it in a way that there were five or so different ways that you could take it yes. for the win con. Like, what is the optimal way hmm. to do Azuri? Is it just straight plus one, plus one counters? Yeah. Um, I wonder. I mean, the way that I've seen Azuri built in the past is just small creatures. Just like, small creatures. Everything is like mm-hmm. two power or less, and then um, you're just stacking counters on him. But just like, elf tribal. I guess, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Manadork tribal, right? Yeah. But if you can get those, I'm thinking like Brushwag uh-huh. has, it's a one drop with Trample. Is that the Ikoria one? It's Ikoria, nice. yeah. Yeah. yeah little powerhouse i think it can pump itself too yeah yeah but i mean the idea is that it has evasion right so if you're just stacking plus one plus one counters on small creatures like you're attacking with them but Mm -hmm. they can you know just get chump blocked or whatever it doesn't matter how many counters you stack on it unless you have some way to give your creatures evasion triumph of the horde yeah in fact (laughs) let's go it's back trample oh for the trample not for the infect right that's why of course yeah yeah obviously (laughs) um but i mean but this was so okay. Maybe this was the non-conventional way to build the deck sure. then, in that way. Was it any less powerful? I think like it. You just had so many different. It was more of like synergistic. It wasn't like mm-hmm. straightforward. Okay, Azuri says play small creatures and put plus one plus one counters. It was like okay, we've got plus one plus one counters. What else can we do in that realm? Right, right, yeah. Because I enjoy that Wizards over the you know span of the lifespan of the game has has given different payoffs other than combat to plus one plus one counters. Right. So I mean the Sage of Hours was yeah. was, was one example of that. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I just wanted your take on that. I, I just really like experience counters, too. It's yeah. cool to see how each of the color identities that has that experience counter mechanic. Um, I think we're still missing a Wooberg Wizards. Wooberg experience. Oh, let's make see it, that. Make it happen. Yeah. They'll never do that. No. Because <laughs> then you could just have all the experience oh, in one deck. Like experience experience tribal, tribal. <laughs> right experience counter travel what an experience that would be um i like experience too it feels like a role-playing game to me like i'm leveling up or something um, oh my gosh so experience so oh, okay we just need to find a five color commander yeah all creatures are experienced creatures yep. and then you do all of the classes oh nice yeah and then all, all the, backgrounds. the backgrounds are in yeah this is like this is the funnest stack i've never <laughs> built yeah <laughs> we're yeah. getting away from the theme of it but that is yeah that is quite a um that is quite a theme to to build around um oh and they did just bring they um just printed a new experience commander too didn't they yeah in, uh, yeah in Baldur's Mithra, Gate right merciless soul yep yeah so that's cool that they're you know continuing to explore that cuz the other experience counter creatures are are really cool pretty pretty cool and pretty old like they haven't had the new ones for a while yeah, so yeah i think the newest ones were from Ikoria right when they calcined the plague oh that's right there yep. was the mardu yeah yeah, yeah. mardu it's yeah. a cool yeah it's cool mardu's got two i think oh yeah yeah, that's cool. I don't remember the other one, but Marty Marty's got two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all does that it? does it? No, Simic <laughs> does. Yeah, all that to say, I I think bringing it back to Azuri, I wonder, 
yeah, I, I mean, I he got the job done. Simic has the tools. There's yeah. no there's no doubt about it. But yeah. it, it just made me realize, like, wow, they were onto something with the brokers and New Capenna when they added white to that nice. band. Like, just imagine all the ridiculous things you could do. You could you could run resourceful. Uh, oh yeah, denial, that's right. that new one that's the, like a pseudo ozolith. Ozolith, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and then there's also ways to like remove counters for value too. To your point, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not all about just stacking counters and swinging. There are ways to like get value out of removing counters mm-hmm. or or moving them around too. So yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So uh, I'm, it was fun to see you go off with it. What I enjoyed playing against it was that we had a creature heavy deck versus an infinite deck oh, or did like it. a like a story yeah, yeah we finally <laughs> built a deck that would like work against each other yeah. i guess it's a good matchup yeah yeah no they're all good matchups but this one wasn't uh stacked at all yeah um, yeah this was this your first time playing storm it was nice yeah uh, well storm in the way that it should be played okay yeah i mean there's the accidental artifact jan jansen oh that's right <laughs> from like four episodes ago yeah. but yeah no this it, it felt powerful that's why i wanted to highlight the the the, the trinity as it were at yes. the beginning of the episode with the aether flux sensei's divining top and then the cost reducer because i you know to your point you could just storm off one with aether flux mm-hmm. or if you were doing something like that without the aether flux you could just you know I joke about it all the time, but fling, no one's going to see that coming mm-hmm. if you fling uh, a 68, 68 Elsha. Yeah. Um, or you could just go straight combat. Right. Um, so. Yeah. Um, and it's in the colors that would provide extra combats too, if you really wanted to build it that way. Wow. That yeah. would be, that would be. Extra an... combat storm. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. How many times can you can you cast your um your time warp right like <laughs> <laughs> how many times how many counters can you remove from this stage yeah yeah it's a fair question well would you play storm again is this like a fun um, archetype for you or what do you think it is uh, it is I would just add more um more kill spells with it I think for okay. some for some reason that I uh, always like storm was never appealing to me originally just because it seemed like it relied on something other than the action of casting spells Mm. to actually finish the game. Right. Right. So like Aether Flux, the payoff is that you're gaining enough life to then just kill someone. Sure. But like casting the spells, you know, regardless of what they're actually doing, isn't the thing that's winning you. No, that's true. It's like a lot of cantrips. It's like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to surveil and draw and, or whatever. And Mm -hmm. like, how much closer did that get? Well, my storm counts one now, so let's see where this goes, right? So yeah, I think that's why I, I meaned on it a little bit, but that's why I think I keep defaulting back to like fling effects, just because casting something like that is also triggering the prowess, oh, nice. yeah. and then it's like a way to do something other than combat with that with that damage, there that value that you've accumulated. Because how many times in storms storm decks do you get the prowess triggers? Mm-hmm. If, if it is a prowess card, uh, I guess prowess doesn't necessarily equal storm and vice versa. Not necessarily, yeah. right? Because prowess does different things. It can create tokens or, mm-hmm. yeah, it can do gain you life, you know. Um, so going back to your question then, yeah. with that framing, I would do another storm deck. Yeah. I guess just with Elsha, my hesitation would be, like, how do I... like? my reservation around initially ever building her would be like, I don't ever want to waste the value of the prowess trigger. And so, because it it feels like I've left something on the table. Sure. Yeah. You're like, 
you're like, oh, I, I cast 10 spells that turn. Oh, it's a it's a 13-13. Yeah. All right, pass, I cool. guess. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right, like, right. Like, yeah. I don't want to feel like that. And so, And thankfully, the way that you built it, I didn't actually ever, you know, feel like that because yeah. I was able to, you know, win the game. But that's just something that has always, like, kind of kept me personally from exploring more of that route. Interesting. Yeah. Well, there are different ways to build Storm, so... Maybe we'll build another one in the future. We'll see how that goes. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> we should talk about some future commanders, though, because I yeah. think we're coming back next week. Unless you know something I don't. <laughs> Are we literally not recording? Oh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> spoilers behind the curtain. <laughs> so um, I think, let's see. I'm, I'm going to read the commander because I forgot who even started this episode at this point. <laughs> so I'm just going to dive right in. Selfish, it was you. This, this, so the next episode is uh, more personal decks, isn't it? We, we decided to, um, yeah. we decided to uh, highlight some of our personal decks that we have mm-hmm. built. And um, the deck that I have built is my favorite deck that I've ever built. It's so much fun. It is a graveyard combo deck. It cares about landfall. <laughs> and it's the Panther Daddy from Urborg. Lord Windgrace, <laughs> two, a black, a red, and a green for a legendary planeswalker Windgrace, plus two, discard a card, then draw a card. If a land card is discarded this way, draw an additional card. Negative three, return up to two target land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. And then negative 11, destroy up to six target non-land permanents and create six two two cat warrior creature tokens with forest walk. Lord Windgrace can be your commander. Starts at loyalty five. I've had the... Pleasure or displeasure, depending on the game of playing against this before. Yeah. And oh my goodness, <laughs> this is beautiful. I'm oh. so excited to be able to pilot this. I'm excited too, man. This, yeah. Yeah, yeah Lord, it, it doesn't disappoint very often. <laughs> no. It usually goes off somehow. There's a lot of common combos. You know, you know how you're worried that planeswalkers do nothing? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't. No, Windgrace does it all. Yeah. He draws cards, he ramps, he has removal. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> kind of silly that could be land destruction too right it's just destroy target permanence uh non-land permanence oh, okay yeah. yeah well he's a do nothing oh yeah no, <laughs> totally unplayable i don't know how you're getting to 11 loyalty anyway but yeah no you can you totally can proliferate um, i'm sure you've got an evolution sage in there <laughs> definitely do oh, okay yep. unbelievable <laughs> um but i actually wanted to highlight a secret commander in the deck uh this one is gruel baby you, you know gruel oh i'm a fan all right we go way back do you know omnath which one? Omnath, Locus of Rage. Three, a red, a red, a green, and a green for a legendary creature elemental with landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, create a 5-5 five, five red and green elemental creature token. Whenever Omnath, Locus of Rage, or another elemental you control dies, Omnath deals three damage to any target to 5-5. Five, five. So this plays in definitely to the landfall, but it also plays into the graveyard, the aristocrats, getting rid of your elementals. There's more elementals than just Omnath in this deck. You won't like him when he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> that angry jelly bean. <laughs> okay. Can't unsee it. <laughs> I don't even like jelly beans. That's fine. Aww. Yeah, I know. They're all right. They're fine. I had a bad experience with I like uh, jelly beans a lot, actually. With the Hogwarts birdie bots oh, flavored beans. Those are fun. Get a bunch that, of people together. That was my very first experience with jelly oh, beans. Oh, no. That's a bad first experience. Earwax. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's not. I never went back. No. <laughs> I can see why. Yeah. That's who not a good decided to mark? Yeah, whatever. Well, <laughs> I can tell you who it is, and uh, you wouldn't like it. No? So okay. I'm going to pass it over <laughs> to you to tell me about which of your personal decks. I'll be piloting Uh, next week. You know, it really works out. You decided to showcase your most, you know, powerful deck that (laughs) you've ever built. And here I am thinking, like, I'm going to give you a first. My first ever pre-con upgrade. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) 
right. So that should go well. That's fun. No, seriously. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. We went human tribal with Jarena Kudrow, who is one red, white, and black for four mana value. Legendary creature, human soul, human soldier. Uh, when Jirina Kudro enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 white human soldier creature token for each time you've cast a commander from the command zone this game. Other humans you control get plus 2, plus 0. Oh, Jirina is a 3-3. Three, three. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've definitely played against this one. It's a powerful attack stack. Mardu, baby. Yeah, surprisingly so. I mean, I've heard that human tribal was like... Mm. You know, I'm sure it's decks in other formats, and yes, um, I haven't I haven't necessarily played against it in EDH. But to your point, it it definitely did more than I expected for being primarily a precon yeah. base. Still, this was from the core or Commander 2020, yeah, the year yeah, of Commander. Yeah, the Aquaria set. You remember the year of Commander? Nothing else. <laughs> it was all Commander <clears throat> all the time. Yeah, yeah, nothing else in World events happened that year <laughs> certainly not murder hornets <laughs> um but my showcase card for Darina is not a human but one that definitely helps those humans hit hard cool. and it's rune tail kitsune ascendant two and a white for a legendary creature fox monk when you have 30 or more life flip rune tail kitsune ascendant uh, it's a 2-2. Two, two. Um, the flip side of it is Runetail's Essence, which is a legendary enchantment that says prevent all damage that would be dealt to creatures you control. Very cool. Yeah. So this one just comes in and flips right away, right? It does. That, that's the <laughs> one. Ideally, you, you have it in your opening hand, you draw it before you're below 30 life, and then all of your creatures are pseudo-indestructible. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be damaged, which is really cool. They can still be targeted by removal sure, spells, but sure. you don't, like, dice removal, right? But... It lets you attack. It does. However you want to. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, I can't wait. Yeah, you, I You're, can't either. It, it should be pretty cool. Dro? Cool. Cool, Dro. Can you... What was yours? Yours was probably better. <laughs> <laughs>